Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And uh, we welcome everybody here on an Easter weekend. It feels more like Thanksgiving weekend with the 48-degree weather and cloudy conditions out there. But we're glad you're listening to us. We have an abbreviated show today with a doubleheader between Presbyterian College and High Point coming up right after our broadcast. Uh, Probably going to cut us off about... 1045, somewhere in that neighborhood. We're sort of winging it, but we have a great special guest in the studio today that we've wanted to get down here for a long time, and he's a weekly regular, and man, it's glad to, it's, it's great to see you again, Nelson Crozier. Good morning, Nelson. Good morning, and uh, you know, at least it's not raining this morning. No, it's not raining, and uh, I don't have to call, uh, I don't have to ask you if you're to track because there's no races and you're here. <laughs> you got it. We, uh, we've got a, as usual, so much information to give you about racing, uh, what happened last week, and what's going to happen today. Well, the today's pretty much taken care of because there's not any races. And last week, we're just going to touch on it a little bit because we we try to cram everything into a two-hour show, and now we're going to try to do it in about count commercials, probably about thirty-five minutes. So, uh, anyway, and we had we had a microphone go out, which we didn't know about until about five minutes ago. So, actually, instead of Five people and three microphones. We got five people and two. So we're going to sort of swing them back and forth here a little bit. And uh, good morning to you, Greg. Once again, it seems like the weather dictates a lot of things. And we ain't seen sunshine too much. I got out and walking and got in the sun for just a little while and kind of got me messed up. But uh, it's just a pleasure to, to have Nelson here. And uh, I know you've smartest man in racing. Well, smartest man, period. Isn't that right, Ronnie? Absolutely. Yep, Ronnie's over here. Now, Ronnie doesn't have a mic today, so uh, he's not going to be able to join us too much. Uh, uh, If we can swing this one over here to Alan. Good morning to you, Alan. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Doing good. Glad to be here this morning. How'd you do at Cherokee last week? Uh, we messed around one another one Saturday night. I think we got a trend uh, going on here with, uh, I tell you, your parents raised a couple of pretty good kids, I reckon, with you winning and uh, and your brother Mike Hill won again on the MSA side with a Bubba Burger uh, Grand Prix that we kind of laughed about last week, but I watched it and dadgum fit wasn't about the best race of the weekend. Yep, that Mustang sampling car, it, it looked like it was running pretty good out there, except I didn't get to watch it. I was at Cherokee trying to race, so he was over there racing, I was at Cherokee racing. Well, you were both winning, which is, uh, which is the main thing. Before we get into it any further, I want to thank Lanny McKinney. Kenny, who does our podcast and maintains the Bud Moore Engineering website. He does a great job. And, uh, well, Nelson, it's great to have you in here. And we'll just jump right into talking about Richmond just a little bit. How, uh, what were your impressions of it? It was uh, a good four car finish. It was real good uh, finish on it. The biggest thing was, uh, you know, some cars were good in the short run, 
other words, we go down the long run. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of strategy involved. The uh, the finish, it looked like, you know, I'm not I'm not a big Toyota fan, and I'm, I'm not even a big Martin Truex fan, but I got to hand it to him. He... Uh, he withstood a couple of assaults there. Um, he w- he was leading the race, and they were talking about tires going away. And um, Boyer made a run at him, and even got it beside him a couple of times there with a few laps to go, and couldn't get by. And then when he faded away, Logano went up and took a crack at him and couldn't get by. And uh, so I, I got to hand it to Truex; he did an outstanding job of uh, fending off uh, the opposition. And and Harvick was back there. Uh, chomping at the bit to have a shot at it, but the laps ran out. Well, uh, the biggest thing, you know, if you got out of the pitch first, it was hard to, as uh, you could catch somebody, but it was hard to pass. Uh, but, you know, the ones that were chasing them, you know, they wore out uh, the equipment getting up uh, to them, so they really didn't have much left to try to pass them. But, uh, you know, with the different rules we've got, uh, you know, the racing's a lot better than it has been. Yeah, it, it was a good... Uh it was a good race. I was pleasantly surprised. And before uh, before Ronnie pops a button off of his uh, shirt over here, I got to point out that he picked the winner last week, based on uh, what the guy from the what Brett Gamble. He's the one that told us that uh, on the air when we had him on first thing last Saturday morning that Truex was looking good. So Ronnie said, "Well, he said he was looking good. I'll pick him," and he came up with a winner. So um, right now, Greg's got three wins and. Ronnie and Nelson have won, and uh, Alan and I haven't scratched the surface yet, but we don't have to pick this week, so we're in good shape with that. Well, you might not have to pick, but you got to be thinking who you're going to have for next week. Well, yeah, we do, and that's Talladega coming up, and uh, I'm going to try to do something special concerning um, uh, James Hilton next week, and uh, it's sort of in the works. We lost James last weekend. It was April 27th, and uh, he was such a such a mainstay of the history of uh, Spartanburg County and Inman Auto Racing, and, and we want to honor that in some way. But, um, Greg, you, uh, you got Nelson here, and uh, we're really tickled that you got him down here, and y'all go back a long ways. Well, Nelson actually he was involved in it longer than I was. And uh, like I say, the Talladega, that, that, that's an interesting deal because we were building motors for Dunleavy. And, but Nelson knew how to work on the cow and ignition. And we'd go down there and they'd out qualify by two mile an hour. And all I got done is Bud Moore cussing me out said, what's going on? Nelson had the cow and everything fixed right. It might drove Bud more crazy because he's competitive. I am too. And Nelson's over fixing, working on their cow. And Dunleavy just flies. And it was driving Buddy Baker and some of these people crazy. Well, you know, you got to look at the air. People say, well, you can't see the air. Well, you know, back before we had a lot of winter all the time, uh, you know, it was hard to. But if you watch the car going down the road in the rain, you could see how the rain went off the car, how it uh, hung to the sides. or uh, You know, some cars, the uh, rear window was bone dry in the rain. Other ones, you couldn't even see out of it because there was so much water on it. So, you know, there was a lot you could do back then, uh, you know, without a lot of wind all the time that 
you know, could really make uh, a difference in the cause. Uh, one thing, you could take uh, uh, knitting yarn and tape it up on uh, on the cowl and different parts of the car and see, did it stand straight up, did it lay back? In some cases, it was even going forward. And you could uh, determine from that what you wanted to do. Nowadays, with all the sophisticated sensors you've got uh, in the wind tunnel, you know, you can learn so much, much more. Well, one thing about the wind tunnel, and Nelson has been at Lockheed a bunch of times. He's been down there with us. And actually, after Nelson had been down there a couple of times, it's almost like a good place to take a nap. Because if you don't know what you're looking at, the numbers. And uh, I remember going down there and Preston and Nelson and me and Daddy and, and they got this guy that's working super intelligent. But he worked on airplanes and, and all this stuff. And Daddy takes the clay out of the guy's hand and said, done this. And it worked. And Bobby Allison went through it. Nelson saying it. But it's, uh, if you, if you don't, it's good to have technology. Uh, but if you don't know how to apply it, it can be a bad thing. Everybody talks about, you know, downforce, downforce. Well, you need some downforce. The more downforce you have, the heavier the car is, uh, you know, much more load on the tires. Uh, so, you know, there's got to be a happy medium. We've, uh, as I said, we've got an abbreviated show today, and there's a couple of things before the time gets away from us, and we don't have the chance to promote them. We had uh, Hank Guyton in here last week from the Greer Dragway, and they've got a big thing out there this weekend with the uh, uh, Hot Rod Revival Number 5 at the Greer Dragway, which uh, actually is already underway. The gates opened at 8.30 this morning, and... and couple of hours at 12 o'clock through 5 is the the drag racing and uh, they've got all kinds of different um, classes out there they've got contests they've got uh, beauty contests they've got a uh, wheel standing contest and uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun out there for $15 kids are free and that is at the Greer Dragway, and that's going on right now. Uh, it's a uh, bundle up, but get on out there, and it's for a good cause for uh, for uh, Tabitha Lee Martin, who was who passed away unfortunately in an auto accident, and and they're trying to raise money for her. So we want to we want everybody to try to get out to Greer Dragway today and um, and see some great racing for a great cause. And uh, you got something going on out at Cherokee uh, this uh, today, don't you, Dare? Yes, sir. We got the third annual autism awareness race. Going to be bonus money in all classes. The gates are going to open at 4.30 this afternoon. Drawing's going to be at from 5 to 6. Driver's meeting going to be at 6.30. So we're going to start this race just a little bit earlier tonight. We're going to have an Easter egg hunt for the kids. We're even going to have an Easter egg race down the front straightaway where you put an egg on a spoon. And if you can get across the start-finish line... We have money start, people start donating money, and sometimes it gets up to two or $300 if you can run with an egg on a spoon and get across the start finish line. <laughs> but I'd like to thank everybody as there's bonus money in all classes. Tonight, limited sportsmen is going to pay $1,550 to win. If you're a new winner, which we won't get this, you get a $300 bonus, so you can get $1,850 tonight. Uh, yeah, you won't be getting that bonus. I don't think so. But you will be going to uh, Cherokee and... So get on out there. You've got some great causes to uh, uh, t- 
take advantage of and help some people out that really need it. The kids over there for autism and uh, Martin uh, at the Martin lady that passed away at Greer. But we're going to take our first and maybe only break because uh, we're not exactly sure when this show's going to end. But um, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. I plantain. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Now say this out loud as you're driving around in your car. Fox Sports 1400 has Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd back to back. Dan Patrick at 9, Colin Cowherd at noon. You hit the nail on the head. This is Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Every now and then we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress at Watery Lake RV. Enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun man cave-like environment, then give AJ a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironsburg Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Well, we're going live to Nelson because he's sitting two chairs across from me here. And I, we were just talking during the break. Nelson, I swear, I think that next that last car that goes by is a stock block Chevrolet. Well, I tend to agree with you, but I think it's uh, not a small block. It sounds more like a big block. Yeah, well, I said stock block. I, I, don't, right. I don't know enough to say small or big or anything. I just know that... When I was going to IndyCar races back in the early 80s, and uh, like 80, 81, 82, 79, around in there, Jerry Carl was running a stock block Chevrolet, and it sounded just exactly like that. You could close your eyes, and you could tell when Jerry Carl went by. Well, that was kind of like when Junior Johnson had the 180-degree headers on the car. You know, they came by, and people said, 
What's that? Charlie Kenshin, that thing? Was that when he had the, the uh, when Cale Yarborough drove the car and it was of Holly Farms? Well, that was, uh, he had it various times and one time he even had 180 crankshaft in it. Well, you know, I was at Darlington when Greg got me in the pits by slipping me his uh, pit pass through the fence. And the car had a, and that was, I can tell you when it was, that was 1976 because it was the last year Buck Baker uh, he started real good in that race, driving for Don Levy, but that car had such a distinct sound to it, and I asked him, and he didn't know me from Adam, and I had to walk, work up the courage to go over to Junior Johnson. I said, why does your car sound different? And he said, well, that's a six-cylinder. And, you know, he figured I believed it, and I, I probably did for a second or two. But, uh, Alan, you want to uh, tell us what's uh, going on uh, real quickly in the local area, because although the... the Big national series aren't really running this weekend. We got a lot going on locally. Well, like I said tonight at Harris Speedway, they got their uh, big renegade race up there. Provided it don't rain here this afternoon. Uh, I heard they're going to pay like $1,000 to win up there for a big re renegade race. That's one of their uh, two of the weekly show deals that they have in shootout series. Uh, but like I said, one of the biggest things tonight is going to be this uh, third annual autism race here at Gaffney Speedway. Uh, a bunch of people have donated money. I'll try to get all their list of names for you next week so I can thank all these people. This is getting to be one, this to be the only third annual autism race. This is getting to be just, this getting to be big as far as local dirt track racing and stuff like that tonight. Instead of our black and white checkered flag, we'll actually have a blue and white checkered flag. That's different. Yes, it is. So, uh, Party trophies for all the divisions that be going to be awarded tonight. And like I said, this bonus money we had one anonymous donor donated a thousand dollars, and for a limited sportsman race uh, to even just start the field here for a local race is actually going to pay you a hundred dollars to to start the main event here. So, I'd like to thank everybody for this autism awareness. Everybody that's put a lot into it over the year, and uh, like I said. Uh, you want to get to uh, last week's winners right fast, or get, you want to get through them fast? Okay, we're gonna get through them fast. Thunder Bomber, Jeff Cook, Sika Late Model, Furman Pardon, Late Model, Six Hundred Two Late Model, Billy Rushton, Limited Sportsman, Danny Tasnier, Extreme Force, Scott Collinger, Renegade, Mitchell Duval. He won the big race over at Gaffney last week, paid a thousand dollars. Young Guns, Garrett Kilman, Thirty Two Car, Great Sportsman. Haven't really got the results yet on that. We got fuel tests on both cars. They actually send this fuel off to get it tested, make sure that these boys are not tampering with their fuel. Uh, let's go over here to Harris. Harris, Thunder Bomber, A Main, Taylor Johnson, Thunder B Main, Joe Anders, V6, Front Wheel Drive, Nick Watson, Front Wheel Drive, Chris Williams, Young Gun, Jake Johnson, Renegade. Here's your man, Wally Fowler. He's the man. Stock four, Kevin Cooper, Pure Stock, Nathan Pierce, and that's Showtime seven, and Limited Sportsman again. Here we go, Wally Fowler again. He's an animal. He is. I bet they wish he'd go take care of the peaches and quit showing up at the track. He's he's fixing to get back into them peaches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, is that what you got? That's about all I got. I just got a text. Caleb was right on his fuel test, so uh, Caleb McLaughlin won the... Uh, Great sportsman. I tell you what, Alan does such a great job, and we get on just about 
a lot of the things he talks about, we get instant feedback. I mean, uh, he mentions that they don't have the results, and before he gets through with his little part there, he's got the results. So uh, we appreciate all the local racers and uh, and race fans that are that listen to our show, and that's one of the reasons Alan's such a big part of it. Um, so thank you. Good job, and good luck tonight at Cherokee Speedway. Uh, I tell you, you're not leaving much for the other folks, but that's all right. You just keep coming in here on Saturday morning and telling us about it. We had uh, Deb Williams on last week telling us about her overall impressions of, I guess, what you'd call the first third of the season. And she's, uh, she was, uh, you know, she said that she thought we uh, NASCAR was was really looking, things were looking up. It's taken a little while to get some of these rules uh, to get them used to and get them implemented. And and you know, there's there's. A lot of things that still aren't right with it, but I believe they're heading in the right direction. And you think the same way, uh, Nelson? Oh, no question about it. Uh, you look, uh, the TV ratings are up. Uh, you know, <coughs> might not be a whole lot of people in some of the stands, but when you think about it, Bristol holds 160,000 people, and it looked like it was empty, but there was close to 50,000 people there, which is a pretty good show. It was a good show, and, and you said that last week or the week before. But uh, you, you know, it's still it's a bad. The optics aren't good when you've just got that many empty seats. You know, if it was if they had sixty thousand seats instead of one hundred sixty thousand, and it was jam packed, I think that would give a that would give a better look. But you're right; there were a lot of people there, but there's just so many seats that weren't filled. It, it made it 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 gave it a a, a bad look. Oh, uh, no question about it. But uh, the one thing that Bristol's probably, uh, uh, you know, the Bristol area is probably more uh, of, of a problem than anywhere else. Not only do they triple the uh, hotel room prices, uh, you go in there on Thursday, gasoline's uh, 250 a gallon. Uh, you know, a Friday morning, it's up to 295 They just raise everything, special uh, events and some of the... Uh, you know, special menus in some of the restaurants. Uh, you know, they got to stop breaking the fans. Uh, you know, because there's only so much money to go around. It used to be NASCAR was uh, one of two or three shows uh, you could go to. Now you got soccer, football, baseball, basketball, you name it. Uh, so the pie's cut into way too many pieces. So even though NASCAR's still got a good chunk of it, uh, there are a lot of other people who have a chunk who never used to have it. We got a caller in, uh, Roll Tide Terry, who we really don't have time to take phone calls today, but he does have a question that you can probably answer. He's asking about a concept car that's going to be unveiled at the All-Star Race, and you were telling me some things out in the lobby about the All-Star Race. You want to expound on that a little bit? Right. We can just touch out a little bit this week and talk about it more next week. Uh, you know, they're going to have a, a vent in the hood like some of the uh, cars in the late 60s or 70s had, uh, where the air comes in from the front of the car, vents out behind the radiator, keeps the cars uh, cool when they're running, uh, you know, in a pack. Uh, they're going to have a new one-piece splitter, which isn't going to be as critical that it's down right on the racetrack. Uh, so these are all potential changes for 2020. And, you know, the all-star races are a good place for them to try it out. 
And they've done that before. They've tried some things out in the all-star race. And uh, I know that uh, they've had some cars running that all-star race that they uh, said, don't bring that thing back. Uh, the one that I think of uh, right off the top of my head was T-Rex, the Hendrick car that uh, Jeff Gordon had. Right. Uh, it was Ray Evanham's concept car. And uh, there wasn't anything in it that was contrary to the rules. But, uh, you know, Ray tries to emulate a smoking unit. So he says, if it's not in the rule book, you know, I can do it. Um, NASCAR doesn't look at it that way. Well, you know what? the uh, um, Joe Frisson told me when we were writing, when I wrote the book about the independence, and he was a, a pretty famous uh, rule bender, and uh, I mean, to use his own words, a cheater. And uh, he said that he'd do things and... Bill France would come up to him and tell him he couldn't do it, you know, and I won't get into the specifics, but he'd say that Bill France kept some extra blank pages in the back of the book, and if when Frazon would do something uh, that Bill France didn't like, well, he'd write it in the book, and he'd say, well, now it's in the book, and you can't do it. So um, the book was a, a fluid situation. Well, you're talking about rule bending. Uh, James Hilton's car at uh, Talladega when you're it was like 13 inches narrower than it was supposed to be. Right, yeah, and I've heard about that too. We're going to um, take a break here in a couple of minutes. We've got some more direction on how, how long the show's going to last so we can uh, move on. Greg, uh, you, uh, Bud Moore wouldn't be beyond uh, some look, little experimentation. I remember when we wrote your book telling me about the uh, moving to, I guess, what, the C-pillar? I call it the sail panel, but the back the back pillars in a little bit to get uh, more air on the spoiler that it took Ford and everybody all year to figure out. Well, Perry, you're right. And uh, like I said, one, we talk about Talladega, but in all fairness, NASCAR, NASCAR is really healthier than they look because people can pick up their telephone. <clears throat> Technology has changed the way people look at sports. And on the outside, it looks like, well, it's really messed up. But on the inside, they're still healthy it just it's, far, it's not, not as good a visual show but uh they still got a good program they're not they're not let's put it this way when you like i say the motel rooms all the expenses that has dictated a lot of it but you get your street car uh like i said i i, I bought a play pretty the other day and i don't even drive anymore because of I never could drive too good to start with, but uh, street cars, you get NASCAR believes in normal aspiration, but the cars we drive on the road, they've got to keep up with that to relate to the fans, so they got a pretty difficult problem. Well, that's, uh, I, I, when you're talking about aspiration, you're talking about carburetor, is that correct? Uh, and fuel injection, well, that normal, sort of thing. Normal aspiration being a carburetor. Uh, but then you have the force induction, uh, whether it's a supercharger or whether it's a turbocharger. I've been reading a bunch of, I get in a real indie mood. I'm, I stay in it pretty much all the time, but I've been reading a lot of Indianapolis stuff lately. And this relates to that a little bit, but a turbocharger, now tell me if I'm right or wrong. Turbocharger, supercharger packs more air into the intake. And a turbocharger, Recycles exhaust. Uh, Is that correct? No. Uh, basically, okay. uh, supercharger is driven by the crankshaft. 
uh, a turbocharger is driven by the exhaust gas, the exhaust gas heat uh, expanding in one chamber and driving by a common shaft over to the side that uh, compresses the air. Uh, so you, you take an eight and a half to one engine with either a turbocharger and a supercharger, and you put it up anywhere between uh, 12 to 1 and even up to 18 or 19 to 1 compression ratio. And what I was reading about now, superchargers, I, I can't put an exact date on when they came out, but I mean, they had those at Indianapolis in the 20s. But turbochargers didn't really come around till like the late or mid-60s. Yeah, and even then, uh, the turbocharger really started out uh, some on aircraft, but primarily on diesel trucks. Okay. And uh, I'm glad you said aircraft because uh, I think we've mentioned it on the show, on the show before, but uh, Nelson's um, family, your father, was a, was he not a fighter pilot? And he, Nelson has a, a tremendous military history background, and uh, a lot of that, or maybe all of it, is in aviation. Right. Uh, you know... Uh, when you relate aviation to race cars, there's a lot of uh, correlation. Exactly. You know, uh, both in the power, uh, aircraft have had turbochargers and superchargers for years. But the aerodynamics, uh, you know, in the past 15, 20 years uh, that they use in race cars really comes from aircraft. Right. And that's, uh, well, you know, and you can even go back further than that. I'm going to do some more Indy here. The... Uh, I call it the sidecar, but the capsule car that Smokey Eunuch took to Indianapolis that year that actually ran fast enough to qualify with Bobby Johns hanging off the side of it on a, in a little pod. Um, he said, Smokey said he saw that uh, in the skies over Germany with a, a certain particular type of German aircraft that was like a twin boom thing with the... Uh, an engine on one side and the and the pilot on the sticking out on a boom and that's where he got the idea for the and he got into something about surface area being less and all I mean I it, I started my eyes started glazing over when he get, got into some of that stuff but aviation and auto racing have gone hand in hand for since planes <laughs> as far as I'm concerned well no question about it and you know some of the stuff from racing they took over the aircraft. But the majority of the stuff they used in a race car, uh, you know, came from the aircraft side. Well, actually, I think, uh, and in reading about these Indianapolis cars uh, with uh, Curtis Craft at the end of the 40s uh, and Watson, I mean, they, all of the cars back then that were really competitive, and I mean just about all of those roadsters were built in California because that's where the aircraft industries had been during World War II, and they had all these new types of metal and that word I can't even pronounce, molybdenum or whatever it is, and I know Greg can say that. He can't say a lot of things, but he can say that word. I can't get it out. But there was so much technology already there from World War II that a lot of auto racing grew from that, the hot rodders, the dragsters. Well, some of it was technology, but the primary thing, there were so many surplus parts. That's what really grew the uh, uh, racing industry in California. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fascinating. I love to talk about that stuff. But we're going to take our last break right now and then run to a quick sprint to the finish line before uh, we turn it over to Ryan Clary for... Presbyterian Baseball, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Franks for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Franks for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Franks for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Franks for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Franks for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the memories. Blind in the gap to right center for the track. He's to the wall. Another grand slam home run. Catch the Gamecocks in action on the diamond all season long. Did he catch that ball? He did. Swing and a miss. He got it. Swung on. Line drive. Face hit at the wall. He looks up. It's gone. And you can put spurs on this one. Right here on your home for South Carolina baseball. Spartanburg's home of the Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. So, what if you're walking out to your car after work today and it's been mashed by a runaway garbage truck? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. Having your own State Farm agent means having a real person there to help you when things go wrong. So when accidents happen, you've got someone you know who will be there when you need them. Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg is that State Farm agent. Cliff's got your back when things go wrong. Call Cliff Gobert on East Main Street today, 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Summertime is almost here, and that means it's time to get those swimming pools ready for summertime fun. Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney has everything you need to get your pool ready to go. Phillips and Long sells pool chemicals and parts, and they're an Aquabrite chemical supplier. They also sell Aquabot automatic vacuums. Phillips and Long also offers professional pool service. If you're too busy to clean and maintain your pool, they can do it for you. Get your pool summer ready. Call Phillips and Long today at 461-8511, like them on Facebook, or stop by and see them at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Chris Foster puts both his first and last name on his business, and that means something. Chris Foster Heating and Air has served Spartanburg for over a decade. If you need repair work or installation on any heating or air system for your home or business, need gas logs and major gas appliance work, or a water heater, or space heaters, call the guy that uses both his first and last names. Chris Foster Heating and Air at 707-2343. And because things can need repair at any time, there's no upcharge for nights, weekends, or holidays. Chris Foster Heating and Air, 707-2343. Calling all insomniacs. This is KB. I'm up late and I've got a show for you. Up Late with KB airs right here on Fox Sports 1400. Weeknights from 11 to 1. Maybe this is the show to help you fall asleep. Well, not exactly. Hope you like great music and rather urban sports talk often mixed together. It's Up Late with KB weeknights at 11 right here on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. I, 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 I want to spread the news. 
TikTok. How are we doing now? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. We're heading for the finish line for our final segment here, having a fascinating off-the-air discussion about turbochargers and superchargers. And Ronnie said something about afterburners and uh, equipment. Uh, something else went out. So, anyway. <laughs> anyway, we... Uh, it's great having Nelson Crozier in the studio today, and we've wanted to get him in here for a long time. And smartest man I know. It's the smartest man Ronnie knows, and he lets us know that every week, which is sort of a, a staple of the end of his segment. I wanted to make a mention here uh, quickly. We've got uh, about 15 minutes, I guess, something like that. Is that right? More or less? 12 minutes. Um, the... Japan, the Japanese, the Chinese Grand Prix last uh, Sunday morning, which Greg was going to sit up for. And if you'd given me a phone call, I would have reminded you, reminded you about it. But the race was lousy. Uh, the cars looked like from, and it's the Grand Prix cars every week. But, I mean, they looked so futuristic. They looked like slot cars or something. The racetrack looked like something straight out of the Jetsons with the, the, the uh, grandstands and the area and but the track was beautiful it was a night race but it was the 1000th grand prix going back to 1950 and the coolest thing if you could see any of the whole race the coolest thing was the beginning to honor the 1000th race they had these drivers a lot of them that i, I can't I, I had forgotten all about but they would say uh like, I didn't realize Bernie Ecclestone ever drove Grand Prix. Now, they kind of cheated here just to get him in there. But what they would, because I looked it up after I saw it, and he never ran a Grand Prix. Uh, he, he, he did qualify for one, and I think he ran one in 1957. But they would get up there on the camera and say their name and go Grand Prix race one. And that's what uh, Bernie Ecclestone did. But he entered the race but he and practiced, but he didn't make the field. So they got this old man there, Bernie Ecclestone. He says, Bernie Ecclestone, Silverstone, Grand Prix race one. And they'd go to Jackie Stewart. And Jackie Stewart would say, Jackie Stewart, I forget where his first race was, uh, Grand Prix race 174. And they did about five or, or ten or a dozen of those. And it was really cool to see these guys. I had Alan Prost, uh, Martin Brundle, who's actually one of the broadcasters on these things do that and say where their first race was and what race number it was. And they had some guy, I couldn't tell you what his name was, and, and a real young guy, and he said Grand Prix race 998. So he had only started the first race of the year. So that was very interesting. But Grand Prix has a fascinating history, too. And you talk about advancements. Those cars are way out there. There's no question about that. You know, uh, but the Grand Prix cars, you take... Any bit of technology you got, and you'll apply it uh, to the race car. Yeah, uh, it's like I say, Formula One exactly what what it says. It's uh, they limit it. What is it? Two liters? I mean, it's not a very big engine, but it is the ultimate form of motorsports. And I mean, one of the greatest guys, and and Perry's kept up with this better than I have because Perry, Perry, he's Perry had not only we growed up together and went to races when we was kids together, but Perry knows about he's been to India about seventeen times. And uh he told me he said when y'all go up there you're gonna be surprised 
when we're running stock cars up there. Yeah, I was. It's a wicked, it's a wicked place. But Formula One, you got people like Juan Fangio that didn't die that long ago, and Sterling Moss and these type people. They didn't worry about soft walls. They didn't worry about this. They worry about that. All they was wanted to do is win a race. Well, you got to remember, uh, racing really took off after World War II. Uh, but all the soldiers came back. You know, they've been used to uh, high adrenaline, uh, you know, in all kinds of really dangerous situations. You know, whether you're on the ground or whether you're in a plane and uh, you're literally fighting for your life. So in order to keep that adrenaline high going... They had to go racing. It was the only thing uh, you know, that compared to, uh, you know, being in combat. Yes, and um, that's why, you know, they, they had Grand Prix type racing or Grand Prix racing for years. They called it Grand Prix all the way back into the, you know, Alt 5 and stuff like that. And and it, they never really started any type of um, formal championship until 1950 and that's when that's when at Silverstone in 1950 was the first Grand Prix race and that's what they based it on all those other races counted and were fabulous for the history of the sport with the auto unions and and Rosenmeyer and all the drivers back in the 40s and before the war and the, they even had swastikas on the cars you know because the auto union was you know was a the big German brand that they came over here and ran like the Vanderbilt Cup in a lot of races in the third, the late thirties. But um, all of those counted towards a fabulous history of the sport. But it wasn't until 1950 until they actually started counting. And uh, that Silverstone race was number one in 1950, and the Chinese race last. Saturday night, Sunday morning was number 1,000. So it's a fabulous history. If you want to read about the really the advancement and the history of the motor car from, from chain drive all the way up to uh, these off the, I mean, I can't even wrap my head around it. And, you know, the cars that they have today, just check out the history of Formula One. Well, you know, you talk about chain drive of, uh even into the 50s, some of the Mack trucks had chain drive. So, you know, it was really a very efficient method of uh, transmitting the power. Yeah, it just looked so old-fashioned. <laughs> but the, uh, so enough about Grand Prix. I, it, it is something to, to watch, and I know Greg's a big fan of uh, the end of a Grand Prix race when they do the podium. And you even hear, I even hear NASCAR people on the air say, po- uh, well, he got a podium finish. Well, you know, that means he finished in the top three, but they don't get up on a podium like they literally do at Grand Prix and they hand out a first-place trophy and a second-place trophy and a third-place trophy, and it's just really cool to watch. It's a different kind of racing. Well, it is, and and I know times have changed, but I know in Trans Am, it, it was all my manufacturers, and we were fortunate enough to have, have Ford and different things. But we was interested in selling cars for Detroit. But the podium finish to me is the so much more professional because the guy that runs second sometimes he might have dominated the race. So they they and and they pass around the champagne and you drink it out of the cup just like the milk up there at Indy. I got to say this one story that is funny, and I'm, I'm not I'm trying not to take up time. They used Sterling Moss as a advisor, and 
they was doing something, and one of the drivers was raising cane about two or three drivers, about one turn. And Sterling Moss got so frustrated, he finally said, if you're that scared, you need to go find you something else to do. And and that's that's very, very true. But safety, NASCAR, it, it, it's done tremendous. And it's still a good show. They just having to keep up with the times. Well, you know, uh, as you say, NASCAR has done a tremendous amount uh, with safety. And, you know, throw away a bunch of the rule book, but keep all the safety stuff because it saves so many drivers' lives. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, it's something that has hurt the sport uh, because people, yeah, some people want to go and see a driver injured or killed. And that's a rarity anymore. Uh, you know, you need to emphasize, hey, even though it's a whole lot safer, it's still very, very risky any time you're going 180 or 200 miles an hour. Well, I think one of the reasons you don't see the podium finish in NASCAR is because you might have a free-for-all. I mean, as I say that, Nelson balls up his fist and shakes it at me. I think that would be very interesting. And Greg and I also like the double checkered flags that Indy uses in the Indy car. So if we could combine all these things, Greg and I have talked about this before, we could uh, have a pretty cool... Uh, a pretty cool series. Well, we're just about done. We've uh, had a real pleasure with Nelson Crozier in the studio today, and uh, just great to put a face with a with a name. As I know, Ronnie's over here shaking his head because he hadn't met Nelson before, and Alan hadn't met him since about 1989. So they go back 30 years. But Nelson, thanks for coming on the show, and please come back someday when we got a whole two hours. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, we've, uh, um, I, once again, I got so much stuff I didn't get to, and I don't even know why I printed this stuff out today, because there, there wasn't a prayer in the world that we were going to get to it. I want to say a thanks to Alan, um, to, uh, uh, for all his, uh, great work with the local stuff, and good luck. Yeah, right. Yep. Good, good luck you. tonight. I'm going to try to let old Jimmy Collins try to keep his $300 bonus for a new winner tonight in limited sportsman. So hopefully he'll go home with his $300 in his pocket. Well, I don't think Danny Tesnier is going to back off so some new guy can win $300. So uh, good luck with that one. But we uh, have to tell you right now the real reason, real reason for the weekend is Easter. And... Uh, you know, whether you, I won't get into any religious thing here or not, but, you know, remember the reason for it. If you're a church goer, go to church. I'm a church goer that, unfortunately, I don't get to go too often, or I don't go too often, but I'm going in the morning with uh, my wife and daughter. And so we uh, are going to have to put on our best clothes. <coughs> Excuse me. This happens to me every week. And I'm not choking. I'm choking up because I'm choking, not because I'm emotional. <laughs> but uh, put on our best clothes in the morning and, and get up and go to church. And we, uh, if that's what you want to do or that's what you usually do, remember the reason for Jesus Christ and that gave his life uh, to forgive us of our sins. I'm no preacher, but remember to come back next week, listen to us. We'll have a whole lot to cover, a whole lot more time to cover it, I hope, and listen. Somebody gets rained out again. But remember to keep it between the fences. We'll talk to you next week.
listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Our website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg.